Welcome back to 929. Um, we are in chapter 39 and we're, you know, we're coming back to the story of Yosef. All right. Yosef um, had been brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, Pharaoh's officer, chief of the butchers, a native Egyptian, purchased him from the Arabs who had brought him down there. God was with Yosef. And he became a successful person while he was in the house of his, his Egyptian master. His master saw the name of God was always on his lips. And that whenever he put his hand to God, made successful. Yosef found favor in his master's eyes and he attended to him personally. Potiphar appointed him over his house and he gave everything he had into Yosef's hand. This is what you gotta do. Just say, like, God's name everywhere you go. And don't we hear that today? Hey, like, every time. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Um, yeah. Uh, just give God all the credit. But, like, not in, like, a sassy way. Like, in a real humble way. Because um, that's what it should be. Um, because, you know, Hashem ultimately is our creator and he deserves all the credit. And good things will happen. <laughs> what happened was that from that time that he appointed Yosef over his house and over everything he had, God blessed the house of the Egyptians because of Yosef's, because of Yosef. God's blessing, wait, one second. I just realized, okay, one second. I think it's the next chapter that we're going to be talking about, the dreams. Because this feels like this happened after the dreams. I feel like at this point and a few chapters ago, like this is where things start to become like not in order. So it's like getting a little complicated. We're getting there. It's getting the complicated. Okay, right. Where was I? Um, God blessed. Uh, God's blessing was found in everything he had in the house and in the field. He left everything he had in Yosef's hand and he didn't care to know about everything, about anything of his except the crumpet that he ate. Crumpet? What is crumpet? Okay, Google. What is crumpet? According to Wikipedia, a crumpet is a small griddle bread made from an unsweetened batter of water or milk flour, and yeast, eaten in the United Kingdom, Canada, New Zealand, oh, South okay. Africa, and Australia. And Egypt, um, apparently. So, uh, since Yosef was in control, he pampered himself so that Yosef had handsome features and a beautiful complexion. God said, you are pampering yourself while your father mourns. I will incite Potiphar's wife against you. So this, the, again, the author added this. Like, this was the challenge. Um, I'm, you know, there's not, a, like, in this Chumash, there's not a lot of Mefarshim um, in the bottom. I think only some big ones, but if there isn't, then the, I think what the author did, he just took it upon himself to kind of, like, squeeze it in there inside the text that I'm reading anyway to make it more clear and more, you know, readable. Um, 
And and I think this could be one of what the Mefalshim would have said for why this happened to Yosef. Um, so, so we don't like pretty boys and pretty boys who only think about how pretty they can get and, um, and about, you know, like what happened? Like you were so humble and now all of a sudden you just can't stop looking at yourself and making yourself pretty. Like, geez, what's up with that? Why did he do that? Why was it so important to him? Then after these words of God, his master's, his master's wife cast her eyes on Yosef and she said, sleep with me, sleep with me. So last chapter it was, um, let me come and now it's sleep with me. Okay, just the difference of men and women. <laughs> here men are asking, let me come. And then here this woman is like, sleep with me, order. But he refused. He said to his master's wife, look, my master doesn't care to know about any of my affairs in the house. And he has given everything um, that's his into my hand. In this house, there's no one greater than me. And he has not withheld anything from me except you, since you're his wife. So how could I do this extremely wicked act and sin against God? Wow. That's a big, like, explanation. <laughs> he could just be like, no, Potiphar's wife. No, like, this is bad. We both know this is bad. So please, let's not do it. But no, he totally explained himself. So when she would speak to Yosef day in and day out, he would not listen to her, even to lie in the same bed as her, or to be with her. Oh yeah, sur mira, sur mira, bro. Just stay away from bad. Good, good job. We could learn so much from Yosef. He's, wow. Then, when a certain religious holiday arrived, Yosef came to the house to do his business, and none of the members of the house were there in the house, since they all had gone to the temple of idolatry. She grabbed him by his clothes, saying, Sleep with me! Ah, sleep with me! <laughs> I can only imagine. Lishkav etzla lihiyot ima. Joseph dashed off and went outside, leaving his clothes in her hand. So she grabbed him, and then he just, like, went out of his clothes and ran off. Brilliant. Huh. Oh, my God, she's nuts. Oof. Then when she saw that he had left his clothes in her hands and had dashed outside, she called a member of her house, oh, and spoke to them, saying, See, my husband brought us a Hebrew man, to deprave us, he came to me to lie with me, but I called loudly. And so when he heard that I raised my voice and screamed, he had left his clothes with me and dashed off outside. She left his clothes beside her until Yosef's master came home. Oh, yo, 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 she's bad. She's bad. You know I'm bad. I'm bad, Jamal. 
And the whole world has to answer right now just to tell you once again. But who's bad? Potiphar's wife is bad. That's who's bad. Then she told him the same thing, saying the Hebrew slave that you brought us came to me and depraved me. And then when I raised my voice and screamed, he left his clothes with me and dashed off outside. Then when Yosef's master heard his wife's report, which she told him, saying, your slave does things like this to me, he became furious. Yosef's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisoners were imprisoned. So I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought this was before, this was after the next chapter, but turns out there's a reason why he was in prison. So he was, but did he go to prison twice? What? I'm just so confused with like what I've learned in school versus now doing this. So he was he was sold as a slave. So he was a prisoner, no? But then Pharaoh really liked him. Uh, Potiphar really liked him. He was good. He made him successful. But then he did this. And then he's brought back into prison. I think. Somebody please answer. Uh, um... All right. While he was in prison, God was with Yosef. So you know, God, God is like yes and no, and yes and no, and okay. So he's he's back with Yosef. We're BFFs again. He remembers where I came from. All right, all right, all is good. He's with God is with Yosef, and he granted him a favorable image and granted him favor in the eyes of the prisoner's warden. So the prisoner's warden delivered all the captives that were in the prison into Yosef's hand, and everything that was done there was done through his command. Eh, not bad, I guess. Yeah, I mean, as a prisoner. The prison's warden did not see the fault in anything that was in Yosef's hands, because God was with him. God made whatever he did successful. Remember, everything is because of God, is thanks to God. But when it comes to, you know, something bad, it's only because you did it. It's not because of God. Not being sarcastic here. But this is the end of chapter 39. Let's see some spiritual vitamin. I demand only according to their capacity. God, your creator, declares in the Torah what he requests and demands of you. And he will not exceed your capacity. All that is needed is in your firm determination to carry out God's request. I have my own feelings about this.